Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Have those Marvel blues while Black Widow's theatrical release date is consistently delayed? Well, turn that frown upside down because yet another MCU podcast is here to guide you through the MCU one movie at a time. That's right, Mike. Each episode, we break down one movie from the MCU and talk about its connections with the source material, comic books. Which means I get to learn so many fascinating things like about Alpha Flight. The Canadian Avengers. Who knew? And Moon Knight. A multiple personality superhero. Seriously? And then there's Man-Thing. Yeah, not really sure how to explain that one. Pretty sure no one can. Yet another MCU podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome to Crack and Open with, um, uh, hold, hold, let me check my notes. Um, uh, Crack and, Crack and Open, the podcast about beers. Uh, uh, Mike and Elise, uh, Crack and Open, right, a podcast right, with right, Mike right, and right. Elise. <laughs> so which one are you? Can I check my notes again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mike. <laughs> Not Elise. <laughs> So, uh, I have not had beer in, uh, quite a few days, mm-hmm. which is shocking and upsetting, and but upsetting. I guess technically healthy and good, but new anyway, new year, new you, <laughs> it's time for some fucking beer. Whoa. Dropping the F-bomb right off the that's bat. That's right. It's 20 fucking 21. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Bleep that. Woohoo. Ah, <sighs> you suck. <laughs> It's beer year. Nah, I guess 2020 was kind of beer year. Stuck in quarantine, nothing yep. to do. That was beer year. There was a beer. It was a good year. Anyway. I mean, it's not over. <laughs> so like. Yeah. What are we drinking then? All right. I thought you weren't going to ask. This week, we are cracking open Cosmic Connection, which is a limited release. And it also happens to be a collaboration with Six Point Brewery. I like Six Point Brewery, (laughs) and I also like Victory. It's true. Uh, Cosmic Connection is a sour New England-style double IPA, and it just sounded way too interesting to pass up, uh, especially coming from two breweries that we very much enjoy. So Victory Brewing Company is headquartered in Downingtown, uh, Downingtown? Sure. Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) And was founded by Bill Kovaleski and Ron Barchette. They officially opened the doors to the brewery in 1996. But the story of Victory starts all the way back in 1973, when Bill and Ron met on their way to the first day of fifth grade. Aww. Aww. After graduating college, Bill decided to explore the world of homebrewing with his father's equipment. And that same year, 1985, Bill gave Ron a homebrewing kit as a Christmas gift. And they developed their love of craft beer together. Um, although there was also a, a pretty healthy rivalry between them. Ooh, who can make <laughs> the greatest beer? Yeah. <laughs> so in 1980s, 
So Bill and Ron kept honing their skills, soon realizing that they could turn this into a new career. So Ron left his corporate job to start an apprenticeship at Baltimore Brewing Company. And after a year or so there, he had enough training to actually study brewing in Munich. And at the same time, Bill immediately took Ron's job at Baltimore Brewing Company and began expanding upon their selection of German beers, many of which went on to win multiple awards at the Great American Beer Festival. Mm. And after his apprenticeship, Bill also went to Munich to complete his brewing studies. So now with the knowledge and experience under their belts, they decided to bring their passion for quality beer back home to Pennsylvania. Victory opened its doors in mid-February of 1996 in what was once a Pepperidge Farm factory. (laughs) When I read that, I was like, ooh, I could go for some goldfish. (laughs) (laughs) In their first year, they brewed about 1,700 barrels of beer, and the brewery has expanded to producing over 125,000 barrels of beer in 2014. (sighs) Yeah, so I can only imagine what that number is now. 2014 is the same year that they opened a second brewery and tap room in Pennsylvania. And it looks like they have since added a third brewery location and now have four tap rooms between Pennsylvania and North Carolina. So they're they're spreading their their web. Yeah. In 2016, Victory announced an alliance with Southern Tier Brewing Company. An alliance, huh? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Under the partnership platform of Artisanal Brewing Ventures. And in 2018, Six Point Brewery and Bold Rock Hard Cider also joined Artisanal Brewing Ventures. I thought that was pretty cool because I've never heard of that before. But now it makes sense why they would be collaborate, why Victory would be collaborating with Six Point. I don't know how I feel about this. It sounds like it's like, oh, craft beer, but it also sounds like uh, the start of, oh, what are those things called? <gasps> Corporations. I don't know. To me, it came off as more of one of the collectives where like they all kind of help each other. I mean, a lot granted, of times they're breweries all- do collectives because they need the help. Yeah. With four tap rooms and breweries, I don't think that Victory needs the help. I doubt Southern Tier needs the help. And with Six Point being all over the place in the Northeast, I don't think they need to the help. I mean, I'm glad it's an American corporation, at least, Mm -hmm. but uh, I smell suits. (laughs) (laughs) Coming in wearing blazers, but underneath they got tie-dye shirts on. I try to act like they're cool. (laughs) Oh, anyway. (laughs) While Mike shits on that. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I love Victory Beer. We'll get into that when we taste the beer, but. I don't know how I feel about these collectives, but continue. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Victory products are distributed to 30 states across the U.S. as well as nine countries. And just some other interesting facts that I found while perusing the rest of the website. The brewery location that they opened in Kennett Square was the first brewery to open there since Prohibition. And it's also Victory's only brewery featuring an open fermenter. Ooh. 100% of Victory's spent grain is used to feed cattle and pigs at local farms as part of their commitment to sustainability. And Victory is one of only a handful of breweries that use whole flower hops in the brew house. Most other breweries use processed and pelletized hops, um, but Bill and Ron insist on using the whole flower to provide an even fuller flavor and better aroma. So every year at the time of harvest, Victory purchases enough whole flower hops for the entire year ahead and stores them frozen until used, while the rest of the crop is sent for 
that processing and pelletization. Pelletization. Yeah, I like that word. It's fun. So on to the beer. Mm. Victory says, Victory and Six Point have reached cosmic heights yet again. The stars have aligned to bring you a second collaborative release, The Big Dippa. Using CTZ, Idaho 7, and Stratahops, we've reimagined celestial boundaries to form a sour New England double IPA that's out of this world. As you pour this hazy hybrid into a pint glass, you've got to wonder, is that the Big Dippa shining or just the twinkle in your eye? (laughs) Now, because they mentioned that this was a second collaborative release, I obviously had to find out what the first one was. And I'm shocked that that wasn't the first question out of your mouth. I figured you'd go on to say like, oh, it's part of a series. You usually do mention it. (laughs) (laughs) So from what I can find online, it was actually just fairly similar to this it seems like a, like a 2.0 because the first version was released in august whereas this second version just came out in december and the first version used idaho 7 ctz and cashmere instead of strata hmm. so the first version also clocked in at 9.8 abv <laughs> whereas this one is eight percent so I'm definitely glad to have found the second version because A, I probably would have passed on a 9.8% beer for the cast. And B, since they only replaced one hop, I'm assuming that they were kind of doing like fine tuning. 9.8. Holy crap. Yeah. Good thing I ate lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this one is eight. That wouldn't even have happened. Yeah. So Victory lists the malt used in this brew as two row wheat flaked oats and C10. And as I just mentioned, we've also got CTZ, Idaho 7, and Strata Hops in this bad boy. So CTZ stands for Columbus Tomahawk Zeus, which should sound familiar because we've talked about Columbus Hops before, as well as the legal battle that resulted in a settlement for the same hop to be patented by multiple people, hence the acronym CTZ. Mm -hmm. Columbus and Tomahawk are genetically identical. And Zeus is closely related, but not completely the same. So CTZ hops feature a punchy hoppiness with a deep aroma and understated citrus notes, which make it ideal as a dual use hop. It's very high on the bittering scale, so it's commonly used late in the boil. But when it's fresh, they have an herbal flavor with a lemony kind of citrusy back note. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They're often used in imperial brown ales, barley wines, imperial stouts, and American ales. Idaho 7 hops might also ring a bell, but the last time we talked about them, it was technically the cryo version, which was used by Tribus in their cream IPA. And the cryo version of these hops is basically different in that it punches up the flavor and aroma without also increasing the bitterness. Um, But anyway, Cosmic Connection uses just the normal Idaho 7 hop. So Idaho 7 hops were released in 2015 and are primarily an aroma hop with huge tropical and stone fruit notes like apricot, orange, grapefruit, and papaya, Mm. supported by sticky pine and fainter notes of earthy black tea. Sticky pine. Sticky pine. So strata hops, we have also talked about once before, but not since we featured blank check number five also from Tribus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that episode was from almost a year ago already. Damn. Yeah. Uh, so strata hops were developed back in 2009 and soon became part of a breeding program looking for n- novel aroma varieties. 
And in 2015, strata was planted on a nine acre test plot. And then during the 2016 harvest, it yielded way more than anyone could have hoped for. So they shipped it to a few different breweries for evaluation. And it did not take long for them to realize how unique strata is, achieving a balance that can usually only be found by blending hop varieties. Strata is described as passion fruit meets pot, layered with notes of passion fruit, mango, melon, and fresh strawberry. It also comes with a dang herbal note of cannabis, but has less of a bite than other hops that are really dank. And apparently dry hopping it only serves to make that beer that much more dank. But all experimentation points to strata being a very versatile dual purpose hop. Bittering with strata produces a balanced bitterness and flavor and aroma additions bring out the fruity side with the tropical fruit and the fresh berry. Hmm. Right now, it's mostly used in IPAs, pale ales and session IPAs. But with more experimentation, there is speculation that it could be good in everything from saisons to lagers. And that's all she wrote. So um, does that mean it's uh beer o'clock? Beer o'clock! Ding, ding, yeah, ding, boy. ding, 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 ding. So before we crack, mm-hmm. can I just mention that it's been a long time since I've had a smaller can yeah. of beer. Do you feel like a giant? I feel like a giant. <laughs> or I feel like this is going to be a soda. I was just thinking the same thing. I was like, this is beer? Yeah. <laughs> We're so used to the, the, the 60, tall, yeah. tall cans. Yeah. Although we do have a pack of Sierra Nevada. Yeah, Torpedo. Torpedo. Uh, but uh, until then, but even those are the only ones. And I think I had all the ones that are cold right now. So yep. it's really weird to find a can of beer that's so small nowadays. Yeah. Not that I don't, I mean, for 8%, I'm okay with. Oh, yeah. Fi- a like, short one, yeah. but. The, everyone tries to do like 8, 10% beers and put them in the 16 ounces. And it's and just it's like, like too you much. Got, you got to plan your night. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is much more acceptable. I like this in a double. Yeah. I agree. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Nice crack. I was going to say, I, last week I had to edit this ep- the episode. Uh-huh. And I was very impressed by our crack last week, last week compared yeah. to some cracks. This crack might be, this crack might have beaten that crack. We Should need to I go save through this one? And do like a top 10 crack. No, they don't need to know that we lie. <laughs> but yeah, save this crack just in case we fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I don't think I've ever replaced a crack. You did once. I don't remember what episode. It was way back in the beginning. Our crack was so pathetic. All right. That I was like, you need to just use another one. I think because I messed up opening the can. Uh-huh. So you cracked. And it took you a while, and mine was just like pong, pong, because I had no nails, so I couldn't open it. <laughs> so I think we've done it once. All right. Well, sixty-four out of sixty-five episodes ain't bad. Listen, that's a <laughs> better using a legit of, crack than Saturday Night Live has live actual singers. So, <laughs> that, oh, pew, pew, pew. Pew. hot take. Shots fired. Let's pour this bad boy. <laughs> I don't smell nothing. Nope. Well, at least not right off right the bat. Right out of the can. That is much lighter in color than I was expecting for some reason. I expected it to be kind of light, but only because the last thing with Strata Hops we had was Strat City mm-hmm. from Two Roads. And oh, that was that a lighter, was lighter color. That's true. Although that is only one of three hops, so mm-hmm. it could have been darker. But this is kind of what I was expecting. Okay. Oh, wow. That smell is off-putting. Whoa. It is strange. That is. I forgot this is a sour IPA. Yep. And that is exactly what it smells like. If someone just gave you this and like sour IPAs didn't exist yet and you didn't know what you were drinking, you would think this IPA went bad. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's a it's a weird combination of smells. It's sweet. Mm-hmm. Dank. 
I definitely get that papaya. Yep. With a little bit of berry. Yeah, I would say that outshines the like grapefruit or apricot and as far as aroma. Oh, papaya is the only fruit I can really identify. Yeah. yeah. Which I do remember from Blank Check was papaya heavy. I just remember really liking Blank Check. Yeah. And drinking a lot of them. The entire growler that yes. we got. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be interesting. We haven't had many sour IPAs. No. I know Tribus put out a collaboration sour IPA that we really liked. Mm-hmm. And I think I had a sour IPA like last time we went out to dinner, but I don't remember where, where or what it was. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really it. I don't think we've had that many sour IPAs. Yeah. So, I mean, it should be interesting. Well, then let's give it a go. Clink. Cheers. Cheers. Whoa. Hmm. That is a flavor explosion in my mouth. Like, that's so bizarre. My tongue doesn't know what's going on right now. It doesn't have much of an aftertaste. No. It kind of goes, boo. I mm, I get a very slight berry aftertaste. Slight, yeah. Like you ate a berry candy. Yes. But you can't really pick it out. It's like, I think I had candy just a minute ago. It is very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's not the sourest. I will say that if I was blindfolded and you were like, where did the sour come from? I would it's, say victory. Because it's very similar to like their golden monkey golden, and yeah. their other sours. This is yeah. very much a victory type sour. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, like we can tell sours from certain breweries. I wonder if it depends on the hop or their process or what bacteria they use, like a strain of bacteria. My guess that- is probably mostly the strain because yeah. they're very far and like they're very different. Mm-hmm. Like even from like Stratford to... Stratford at Two Roads and then Milford, which are neighboring towns in Connecticut mm-hmm. for Tribus. So you can't really say it's the water because a Tribus sour is completely different than a Two Roads sour. Yes. And then 25 minutes up the road, you go to uh, Thimble Island and those sours those are very sours different, are very as, different well. as well. Yeah. I, it really probably is that bacteria strain. Mm-hmm. And whatever Two Roads is using, they're so afraid to use it in their brewery that they put a tanker trucks out there to, to brew with it. Safely, yeah, without contaminating. So there's got to be different strains, like of how virulent or how hard they are to get rid of, which probably affects tastes. Mm-hmm. How aged they are, stuff like that. I'll tell you this much: doesn't taste like eight <laughs> percent. No, I'm I'm halfway <laughs> done. Powering through it. <laughs> it's so sweet, but it's like the perfect kind of sweet. Because mm-hmm. I complained last week about um, Mount Pisca. Uh, shout out to last week's episode about how. That was a little too sweet right off the bat, but that yeah. ended up with that fantastic finish. It's which, so good. Yeah. We we knocked out that four, yeah, four pack. <laughs> that beer was fantastic. That was my only one gripe about it. And th- this is a little sweet as well, but it's a different sweetness that I, I enjoy because you mm-hmm. want this to be sweet. It's a sour and an IPA. So you need that sweetness to balance out that bitterness, but also remind you, hey, this is a sour. Yeah. And it's perfect because it doesn't stop you. It's not a, it's not a sweetness that dries you out. No. And that that's that would be my main complaint with a goza, something that's like just very tart and salty. Y- you can f- you can almost feel the moisture being sucked out of your body. <laughs> yeah. But when you drink a goza, you should noza. <laughs> <laughs> Patent that. <laughs> goes on what is write that down for uh, crack one open T-shirts ideas. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. This doesn't feel like it's going to be dehydrating. I mean. It's really, really good. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's this really is dangerously interesting. good. I see they had sour monkey, and then I think they had golden sour monkey. 
Mm-hmm. And I think golden sour monkey was a little much in terms of the sweetness. This kind of brings it back to like a sour monkey kind of feel. And in terms of yes. six point, when the first time Geyser Goza, which if you're just listening to the show, Geyser Goza is my favorite beer. I mention it quite often. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a Two Roads <laughs> Evil Twin Brewing collaboration. Uh, when that went away and it was just a pure salty goes, Six Point came out with Six Point Jammer around the same time. Yep. So I started drinking those. They weren't quite the same. But interesting they and were, very drinkable. They were very and drinkable themselves. and really good. Yeah. They were a little bit, maybe they were like a light version of Geyser Goza. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of those during that, that first summer before they brought Geyser Goza back. And I'll probably now go back to them if Jammer is still around because Geyser Goza is once again gone. Yeah. Um, but there's a little bit of that, I think, in this as well. Yeah. I think you're right. There is a little bit. It's not, it's victory on the, on the start. And mm-hmm. then I think there's like some six point at the end. Cause there's, there's something about that end finish that does kind of jam her off a little bit for me. Yeah. See, I'd, and it might be that drinkability. Yeah. I completely blanked on, on jammer until you just mentioned it, but that, that totally tracks. That super drinkable sour mm-hmm. that six point does. It's like, here's some sour, but it's never. And I'm not saying I'm an expert in Six Point, but I've had quite a few of their different beers. I, I don't think I've had a Six Point sour type beer where I've been like, ooh, like it's always really drinkable. Like it's never like super puckery sour. It's mm-hmm. always just like a slight sourness that allows you to drink it quickly or, you know, relax. Like you're very relaxed when you're drinking it and stuff like that. It's yeah. enjoyable. That's the kind of finish I get off. Not finish, but eh, yeah, finish because it's the second. It's this is a very quick taste in your mouth so Mm -hmm. i think yeah that finish is very six point yes very clean very crisp like you said there's really there's not a lot of aftertaste it 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 like attacks your not attacks but it really like it's a sensation on your tongue and then it goes away yep bitter and sweet at the same time sweet a little overpowering the the bitter i will say this is more of a sour than it is an ipa in fact Mm -hmm. i would say this is almost like a goes light because we've the other two sour IPAs I've had, you can distinctly be like, oh, that's an IPA that's been soured. Mm-hmm. This tastes more like a sour, but like there's IPA. Yeah, the I notes. get the IPA elements of it. It's almost like how the Tanker Truck series, so I can reference two roads again, mm-hmm. puts like the flavor <laughs> in there. They're sours, clementine, plum, but they're all gozas. Yeah. And this just happens to be an IPA flavor flavored sour. Instead of an IPA like that's a, sour. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I see where you're going with that. Which, by the way, the smell is still atrocious. But the taste <laughs> is fantastic. This is not an on the, this is not a, mm, what's on the nose? No, no, no. Just drink it. Don't, yeah. Don't smell it. Just drink it. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I'm almost done already. Yeah. I bet. I, I didn't put any more in the fridge. I'm that's sorry. Good. No, it's good because it's too much. I would, I would go for a second one and it's 8%. Like I said, I've had a beer in like a week, so. Yeah. Plus like. I would be. Heartburn. Yeah. Yeah. I almost took a pill before we recorded this. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not as bad as I thought. The sour is very light and the IPA is very light. So Mm -hmm. it works. And once again, I think these strata hops are really interesting. Yes, absolutely. Because we just had, we didn't talk about it in the podcast, but we went to an event. Actually, it's funny that we're drinking it out of the Strat Strat City. City, Yeah. (laughs) We went to an event for Two Roads for their eighth anniversary and they made a new beer called Strat City. They're out of Stratford and they used Strata hops. Yep. But it is a really interesting flavor. And that Strat City beer was very interesting. We actually mm-hmm. bought a four pack. Yep. But it's a really interesting hop. You do get a little bit of that dankness. Yeah. Especially now that I burped. You, when you burp it back up, there's that dankness there. 
nice. But it's not crazy. Like we've had like we've had much more like, oh, that is. Yeah, we've we've had that beer is, with hemp. We've had beer with hemp. Weed in adjacent. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wow, that's weed because there's hemp in it. Mm-hmm. But there are other beers where it's like, oh, yeah, that is that is the yeah, like you said, beer weed adjacent. Like just that little bit of dankness. It's just like florally kind of mm-hmm. that floral kind of part of the dank. And then that berry and that, I guess, yes, some like that stone fruit element that you get with everything else, but it's really its own interesting hop that yeah. isn't overused and just everywhere yet. Like Citra mm-hmm. is just, let's throw Citra in it. Like this is a very unique hop that they can really kind of make some new beers with, which I'm really interested to see where once it becomes more readily available, other breweries will take Strata. Yes. But it seems like for Especially now. Especially since, since it seems to grow like. Wildflower. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> right now I'm surprised. Yielding. Like Victory obviously has money, especially if they're teaming up with Six Point. And they're essentially a not corporation, corporation. What do they call it? Artisanal. Artisanal brewing. No. Bullshit. Yep. Artisanal bullshit. <laughs> I love you, Victory and Six Point and Southern Tier. If you've listened to this episode, well, this podcast, we, I mean, we love the shit out of Southern Tier. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. I'm just speaking my truth, <laughs> but I'm actually now that now that we're we're on the subject, we've covered Southern Tier so many times. I'm surprised that we haven't covered Victory or Six Point before. Well, I love Victory Hop Devil. Yes, which that's, is a fantastic. That, that's beer. one of your like early favorite beers that was more interesting than uh, like Corona. <laughs> It was the first super hoppy IPA. Super hot. Okay. It was the first one where it was like, and it still is essentially like hop devil. They mean it like that is one of the bitterest beers I think I've ever had. Yeah. Uh, It's up there anyway. I know there are more bitter beers. I saw, I haven't watched the YouTube video. I have it saved where they're basically drinking out of a vial because the beer is so bitter. Um, But hop devil has so much flavor in those hops even though it's so bitter and it's mm-hmm. so interesting and intriguing that someone would make something so bitter so the first time i had it i was like <gasps> my face sucked into itself yeah but then i kept drinking it it's just like oh this is really interesting and once you get past that bitterness and i'm someone who have always who's always really been into bitter stuff mm-hmm. so i think that's why but i've always liked that hop devil and then they had other like farm monsters on their their bottles that yes. i really enjoyed and <laughs> they were all kind of slightly variation slight variations on you know super hoppy beers but then there was golden monkey mm-hmm. which was very good and then there was sour golden very monkey mm-hmm. which was good but a little too sweet like i'd bought that six pack and it took yeah, forever to it, drink it, it was, was just almost too much. like drinking a beer meets warhead yeah in a bottle and so I, like you I can love only warheads but i love beer but yeah it's 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 good for one and then you're done. Drink with a bottle of water and a diabetic uh, needle. Yeah. <laughs> Insulin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm also surprised we haven't done six point yet either. Yeah. But rest assured, we we do drink those beers. Yeah. So it's not like we're not They're fans. vanilla porter. Who? Six, six point? point. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. When we actually do that, that stout slash porter episode. We'll see if that makes it a we'll cut. We'll see if we make it. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll, right, we make right. it. I'm, I'm, I'm the beer fest for that. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the beer fresher now. I'm the beer fresher now. <laughs> well, then get on it. You got to figure it out. I got to go <laughs> do some shopping. I'm going to have some time soon. <laughs> this is a fantastic beer. Anyway, let's go with the can. Here we go. So the can has a, re- it's obviously a short boy. We already talked about that. Mm-hmm. It's just a 12 ounce can. It's got a red stripe on the top that says limited release series. 
And then the can itself is outer space with light blue and orange ribbons going down it mm-hmm. on its left and right side. And it's got a constellation that forms <gasps> a hop on the big red victory V on it. And it says Cosmic Connection, Sour New England style dipper, 8% alcohol by volume ale on the back of the can. It's got the victory full logo and the six point brewery logo. And it says the Big Dipper, the connection between Victory and Six Point continues as we evolve our collaborative sour New England style deep Dipper to Cosmic Heights. This time our brewers selected CTZ Idaho 7 and Strata Hops to create a flavor that's out of this world. world. <laughs> hops are CTZ Idaho 7 and Strata. Malt? Oh, you didn't talk about the malts. I listed them. Uh, what's two row? Uh, <laughs> like I like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, I really wish there was a lot more information on the websites about the the malts and what they lend to the the brews, especially because they it seems like the breweries that do list the malts, it's like a laundry list like that. So what does each one contribute to it? Like why why do you have to use so many? Like I, I have a lot of questions. Two row, please. <laughs> Flake dotes. C ten. C10 is one of the only ones that I haven't seen listed before. I always see two row. I feel like two row is a a higher end type of malt. They always talk about it like that's the a finer malt. But I I see flaked oats a lot. I see wheat. Yeah, wheat a lot. (laughs) So like what what is the combination? I don't know. I like I said. So many questions. Who, I need to go to beer school. <laughs> who knows? Although flaked oats are always in the cervezas. Mm-hmm. I think it adds a sweetness. Yes, you described it in our episode on cerveza. Yes. Or Wicked Bueno. Wicked Bueno. Oh, God, I want Wicked Bueno. I so want it, it to be summertime. The can's pretty cool. I like the blue and orange ribbons in the outer space, obviously. It's pretty eye-catching. It's very victory. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that the constellations form the hop is also very victory because they're all about like that kind of constellation, you know, mythical monster kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. So that's kind of that's kind of neat. And you even got in the background, if you notice, they do outline the, the big, the big okay. dipper. Yep. Instead, it's it's all the way in the background. It's kind of hard to see. But yeah, it's the only other I constellation. Like that it's where there. The I appreciate connect. that it's there. It's a kind of standard can. But again, these are served in the six pack boxes. So you got the boxes. Yeah. Which are. Bigger versions of the can, essentially, which yeah. is like space, space, space. Yeah. And the, the box itself is an expanded version, I want to say, of this, of the can art. Yep, yep, yep. It's very in line with Victory's packaging. Six Points packaging is usually more like just colors and shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's instead of like pure images, as far as the ones I've gotten so far. Yeah. But Six Point does have their really interesting logo. So that kind of is where the uh, eye-catching thing is. Mm-hmm. Six Point's logo looks like an old uh, Nickelodeon-type movie title. It does. I, I enjoy it. It's super old school. It's really neat. I'm very curious what the... I, like I said, I'm glad that I found this one because I probably would have passed on the original version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would like to do a side-by-side tasting. I I highly doubt that that's available at all. If you did a side-by-side but, tasting, you'd need to be doing it next to a bed because you'd be asleep right after after drinking a 9% and 8%. Fair. 9.8. I'm, I'm saying a tasting, though. Like, I want to I taste what the difference is between the Strata and the Cashmere hops. Maybe. Just maybe. When they expand even further and make a uh, tasting room in New York or Connecticut, mm-hmm. we can go and you can do a flight. And they'll have a big dip of flight. Ooh. <laughs> and then you can they, try it Well, there. They, they specify that this is a limited release, though. So. For cash, have we done cashmere hops yet? 
I don't think so. Ooh. I'm going to go out on a limb and say no. Yeah, check your Pokedex. Your happy decks. <laughs> That's on my laptop, and I can't really check my laptop notes without I was uh, screwing with them. I was joking. I'm, I meant like we got to catch them all. Oh, <laughs> I do check though, like when I'm doing my my beer search every week <laughs> to make sure that we've <laughs> done. Make, I do like double check what hops we've covered, and if, if it's not like Mosaic, Sintra, Simcoe, like the the normal ones, if it's something new, I'm I'm always curious if we've covered it before. So I I. Do not recall covering cashmere before. Whoop. I guess we had to get there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, I'm out of beer. Aw. <laughs> I'm getting close. <laughs> so thanks to Victory and Six Point Brewery and their artisanal bullshit corporation. Hey, let's. <laughs> thanks to Victory and Six Point for their collaboration release of Cosmic Connection, an 8.0 style, sour New England style dipper. However, I would mm-hmm. say, and I think Elise would also say, that it is mm-hmm. a sour that's IPA flavored. An IPA flavored sour. Yeah. Very interesting. Dangerously drinkable. Definitely drink responsibly. Yes. <laughs> it is like. But definitely check it oof. out. Uh, because it is a limited release, go to your local liquor store. ASAP <laughs> to try and find it. But Victory and Six Point tend to be everywhere, at least on the East Coast. So you shouldn't have any problem yeah. finding it. Like I said, it's distributed in 30 states. So yeah, over 50% of you will have no trouble finding <laughs> it. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And then subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can find us on crackandoneopen.com. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or basically wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Kraken One Open, or just shoot us an email at KrakenOneOpen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we want to hear from you. Especially if you're a brewery. Yes. Please contact us. <laughs> Let us know what you've got coming out, what you want us to cover. We we want to talk to you. We want to learn about you. And your beer. See. Get at us. Yeah. What you got to plug? Well, I've got a couple things. I got Forgotten Cinema podcast with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a new movie came out at the same time or the audience simply didn't catch on to it in its initial run. We discuss what we love about the film. Maybe don't love about it, but we always suggest you revisit it because you never know when you find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts on ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com, all over the social medias, and ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. You can also find me at <laughs> TwoPlayerBros.com. TwoPlayerBros is a podcast about all things video games, PC, VR, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo. We have it all. We play it all. Join us every other week for a post game presented by Two Player Bros, where we do a deep dive into your favorite modern classic or new release. We discuss the gameplay, the story, and what we think about the game. Two Player Bros, TwoPlayerBros.com, wherever you get your podcast, or ForgottenEntertainment.com as well. And then, the big plug, buy my audiobooks. Help me get out of my uh, dead-end job. I only get paid if you buy those books. They're 
pretty cool. I I I, I must say that's true. I do, they're, that's they're true. Mostly horror books right now, but go check them out. Check out Michael Butler. Not anything fancy. No middle names. No nothing. Michael Butler. Look for the horror books. Those are mostly me. Check out the sample. If you hear my voice, that's the book. Buy those books. <laughs> those are on Audible. Thanks for your time. and a special thanks for our theme which was composed and performed by joe reichert until next time cheers cheers Ooh, those are the new glasses they clink so good (laughs) they do